Well, hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of The Big Picture. I'm excited. I'm your host, Pastor Larry Raglan, uh, Pastor Solid Rock Church in Birmingham, Alabama. As you can see on the screen, uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm all over the place. Of course, this is also uh, on our podcast. We encourage you, if you're listening to our podcast right now, if you haven't already subscribed, do that. Subscribe, uh, like it, and share it. But really, really important, if you're listening on podcasts, uh, if you would, make sure you rate or review this because it will help get us up in the podcast uh, world and put us in front of people that need to hear the gospel. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, you know the drill. Subscribe, enable those notifications, Facebook, enable notifications as well. Uh, we're, just, we're just excited that you have chosen to take out of your time to be a part of the big picture. We call it the big picture because, you know, we want to enable you to see the big picture beyond what's just going on in the natural. When you hear people talk about the big picture, a lot of times they're talking about knowing the big picture politically, knowing the big picture of things that are going around socially in your world. And you do need to be awake and your eyes do need to be open to that. Uh, but you as a believer, uh, if you are a believer and you're watching this, your eyes need to be open uh, to a realm that goes beyond the natural, the spiritual realm. There's spiritual warfare happening. There's things going on behind the scenes that you will not see in the secular news. You'll not see in different places. Uh, but we're going to try to bring in people to help you see that. And uh, we're going to help you see that with the word of God, because we're going to bring in people that we believe in, in and we trust that their heart is right with God. So we're excited about that. Uh, today, we have a guest on our program. He is a pastor uh, he pastors a church called Worship with Wonders Church in Marietta, Georgia. Him and his wife, Delana, they are absolutely two of the most prophetic voices in this season, in this moment that there is. Um, you know, he came to our church last year for at our annual Elevate Conference. Our people knew, my wife and I knew, our leadership knew immediately this was a God-God connection. As I said, they pastor a great church in Marietta, Georgia called Worship with Wonders Church. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go there for anywhere within driving distance of Atlanta or Marietta, you need to be there. Um, as I said, he is, God is using him greatly in this time as a voice to speak uh, to the condition of the world in which we are in. And he's unafraid to say some things. He's saying some things that uh, that a lot, of, a lot of pastors are scared to death to say today. And and speaking for myself as a pastor, I'm thankful uh, to be in relationship with a man that's not afraid to speak his heart from the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're taking back Sunday nights that they have on Sunday night. And it is just that, taking back Sunday nights. When, when most people are not doing anything anymore in the church world on Sunday nights, they are rocking it for Jesus. And I've been to those taking back for Sunday nights, several of them. I always come back fired up, but more than just emotionally fired up. I come back just ready uh, to take everything that God has given me to the next level. So I can keep talking, keep talking, keep talking the rest of the day, but that ain't going to do no good. I need to bring in the man uh, himself, Pastor Miles Rutherford from Worship with Wonders. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the program, Pastor. Good to see hey, you. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Bishop. So, so excited. I remember last year, Elevate Conference, one of my favorite moments of all last year. Praise Just God. being in your house. It's so on fire for God. Mm, come on. Well, that blesses me so much to hear that. Of course, that always encourages a pastor uh, when somebody else comes in, uh, that the house is a blessing to them. And that's always our prayer 
for that to be. Uh, Pastor, uh, you and your wife, Pastor Delana, is Delana, excuse me, uh, are just tremendous, tremendous uh, partners in the Lord. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, what God has done in your life and how worship with wonders came to be. And, and maybe in, there might be some folks watching that could be in driving distance that might want to come see you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. If you are in Atlanta, uh, please come. No matter where you are in Atlanta, you can drive. You'll be at our church within 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, we're in Marietta on Powder Springs Road. Uh, very easy uh, access to get there. Man, God's really blessed us, Pastor Larry. Um, we started in 2006. Actually, this year, this month, September, is our 15-year anniversary. We started with uh, two children. Uh, my wife and I and a dog and the dog's name was favor. So we always had favor in the house. Um, but Lincoln and Brooklyn, um, were very young. Uh, we came here out of the, a divine scent from God. He sent us, um, we were planning on actually going to Chattanooga and the Lord began to deal with our heart and it was confirmed with multiple people. And so we started in a regal cinema in uh, 2006 on Labor Day, <clears throat> which wow. I highly suggest people don't start a church on yeah. Labor Day. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, when you're starting out, you just you pick the you pick what's given to you, not what you just can pick. Amen. And um, so that's when we started in the Regal Cinemas. We went and grew the church from 12 people that we had no clue who they are. We didn't come here with anybody, mm. um, and when we came, everybody was family. So we don't know. We didn't know anybody in Atlanta. Nobody here waiting on us. Uh, we wow. just came praying and saying, God, where you want us. And, and this is what he opened up for us. It was really wow. the only place that he would open up. And nine months later, we transferred into a 27,000 square foot facility My God. Uh, with 30 people. Wow. <laughs> so it was on, nuts. Whoa. What? I know. Yeah. 30 people. And uh, shortly after we were exhausted trying to do it all, but mm. the open door was was God. We knew it was God and we grew. We grew for the last, after that, for nine years. <clears throat> after that, we really grew um, and people heard about the church, but we were very aggressive uh, in letting people know and reaching the lost and the people yeah. that needed God. Come on, come on. Um, we did not um, start out uh, wanting to build on anybody's foundation, but just to come here and say, God, you know, whoever has our spirit or whoever needs to have our spirit, send them. And our spirit is revival, is, is, yes. is revival. We are always Absolutely. after revival. We love revival and relationship. So those two yes. things really hit hard. Fast forward, um, and I'm giving you this. I really am giving you, even though it sounds long, I am giving you this. No, no, it's awesome. Um, we were uh, had 60 days to get out of our facility because a new manager had uh, joined the uh, department store above us, and our music was just atrociously loud nah come on nah there's just no way uh, no, uh, it's impossible not nah, this it can't be but we had to turn our music down so low for about 60 uh days prior to mm. us um that's killing y'all oh you could talk in the middle of praise and worship and hear each oh, other clearly no. and this is just man this is not us god what are you doing uh we didn't get kicked out because we were uh, and uninteggerable. We just literally, the people above us were paying three times the rent that we were. And obviously they got, but it was God because, yeah. uh, the only thing that was open because you're in Atlanta, everybody that wants to start a church starts in a very strong, uh, city like this. So right. no schools, no, um, nowhere 
no, no theaters, nothing to start a church. You couldn't get back into something. The only thing that was uh, available was a Sunday night slot in wow. another man's facility in his secondary chapel facility. Wow. And that is where we took back Sunday night for Come two on. years. Wow. The dead were raised. No joke. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The dead were raised. Yeah, a man dropped dead 15 minutes. And ironically enough, the Lord spoke to our church and said, the month prior, I want you to pray in the spirit every morning. And we told our church, we don't know why we're doing this. Every morning, wake up the first 15 minutes of your day, pray in the Holy Spirit. The man died in our church, found out two days later that he was dead for 15 minutes. My God. We'd prayed. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, my wow. wife, it was a it was a Christmas cantata. And my wife jumps off the stage to cast a demon out of a woman who starts manifesting. We're in our suits and ties. You know, around here, we don't wear suits and ties. Oh, this is awesome. And and a Christmas we're, cantata. We had we looking good and singing, you know, oh, Mary. Mary, did you know? And all this other stuff. And oh my um, Lord. she jumps off the stage right and starts casting this devil out of this woman. I mean, just manifesting. <laughs> and they said they were waving in the back and to the uh, to the left of the back of the auditorium. The man just dropped dead. And I seen somebody just doing this, you oh know, and um, went over there. First time, first time in my life that I could see death but not feel it. Mm. Normally you walk into a room and you feel death in the oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. funeral. Yeah. You just know mm. nothing. And my wife, myself, we stuck our hands underneath that man. He had been shocked twice. I looked at the LED screen. It said no pulse. He was gone. His eyes mm. were wide, tongue hanging out, just a really crazy sight. And we shouted, Holy Spirit, breathe. And he went <sighs> like that. And Whoa. I'm telling you, it, wow. I, I said, I mean, it's, all, it's all on film. It's all on one of our, it's on a YouTube somewhere, Christmas cantata. <laughs> My God, that is awesome, man. It was amazing for two years. The dead were raised. We had multiple people come out of the homosexual lifestyle, people driving across state lines to get free and delivered. Uh, Lots of demon possessed people. This was an 18, 17 and 18. Just uh, and then God opened up the facility that we're in now. Um, Just a beautiful facility. Beautiful. It was a miracle. So that's kind of where we are. Well, you know, that pastor, that's what I love about Worship with Wonders and, and you guys' ministry is, you know, when you go in your facility, it's top-notch, state-of-the-art, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, but there's no compromise of the fire of the Holy Ghost. The You know when you walk in there what that building is about. It's not about the screens. It's not about uh, the, the lights. It's not even about the sound system, although all of them are excellent. It's about the fire of God. And you know, as well as I do, Pastor, it is hard to find churches nowadays that still believe in the fire of the Holy Ghost, that still believe in the power, casting out devils, raising the dead. I'm thankful to God that God has connected us and having you come to our house and us being uh, in in fellowship together, not just pastors, but our congregations in fellowship with each other. Because, you know, out here in Birmingham, that's what we're hungry for, too. That's what we want to see God do, too. We're we're not playing this thing, man. We're not playing this thing. And and so here we are in in a world where, you know, you're being told more and more and more and more to, you know, to compromise or, and now we're being told not even go to go to church. And, and, you know, to pastor in this environment is one of the most difficult environments to pastor in uh, that we've ever seen because, you know, people are being discouraged. 
you know, I pastor pastors uh, in our network and I, I hear it all the time. You know, pastors are battling discouragement. They're battling, um, you know, people that they invested 10, 15 years of their life are, are choosing to walk away uh, from the body of Christ and, and, and you know, cho choosing to watch what we're doing right now. I thank God for this technology. But you and I both know this cannot do for you Absolutely. what being in the house of God can do. So, you know, last year in the middle of the pandemic, you know, they were, we went back and forth on whether we was going to have that conference. And uh, the Holy Spirit just said, no, no matter what's going on out there, you got to keep doing what I've called you to do in here. And, um, and we did. We had a tremendous conference. Whoever was there was who was there. And that's what we what, what I've what I've told our folks. I'm I'm tired of beating up the people that are there talking about the ones that are not. So the ones right. that show up, you make a decision, Pastor, in this day and age to go to church and corporately worship. You've made a big decision, and I honor that decision. So uh so pastor, that's why you're coming. That's why you we got somebody like you coming uh to to uh elevate conference. You're gonna be there on that Thursday night, October 14th. The conference, I'm going to put this graphic up real quick for those that might be watching. Elevate Conference is coming up in October, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. As you can see on the screen there, we've got Bishop Clint Brown, my bishop. I'm talking about you can't find a man of God that has impacted the kingdom uh, on a level like Clint Brown has over the years. He, he is prolific in his songwriting and worship ability, but he's one of the greatest preachers in America, and a lot of people don't know that. He's my bishop. He'll be there on that Wednesday night. And as you see, our guest, Pastor Miles Rutherford, will be there that Thursday night. And then Bishop Clinton has, and, and uh, Jody Browselton and Seth Elby, they have an a awesome, awesome, powerful group called Southbound. They'll be in old-fashioned. This is what I told Bishop. I don't want no concert. I want old-fashioned camp meeting. And he's assured me we're going to have some camp meeting that night. So uh, I'm excited, Pastor. So all right, so I'm gonna what I'm gonna do over the next few minutes for those that may be familiar with your ministry and may not be familiar with your ministry, I'm gonna turn you loose, Pastor. I just want you to take about 10 minutes to just anything that's on your heart, speak to the pastors, speak to those that are that are maybe struggling in their in their thoughts and their ideas about what the church looks like, where it's gonna go, and so forth from this point forward. But I know there's I know if anything, there's some pastors that are hurting right now that are needing to hear some encouragement. So Pastor, could you just take five, six, seven minutes and just speak to us about where you think the body of Christ is now and where you're believing God for it to go? You're giving me 10 minutes. Are you sure? I'm, I'm going to give you 10 minutes and I'm coming back. All right. Well, you definitely come back. I want to tell you something. I'm going to tell you, and if, if you're a pastor watching this, I hope this encourages you. If you're still in ministry, don't stop. Do not stop right now. The Lord said this next season is revival or resignation. It's either one or the other. There is no gray. You're not going to be able to say, hey, I want to do this half-heartedly. God has cleaned house. He has cleaned house. Uh, if you're discouraged because of your attendance and measuring your success on who is coming, who is not coming, you're using the wrong measurable to determine uh, what God is using in this church or in this season, rather. The measurable for your success is the flowing of the Holy Spirit in your house. Actually, it is really the only measurable we should have as pastors. Um, God is looking for people who will not compromise his word in order to put butts on the seats. And I know that sounds horrible because everybody needs 
um, people to come to church. I'm not against that. We want to gather that. But somewhere in the course of the time that we had um, church in 2020, the Lord began to speak and say to us, um, stop. And Pastor Larry, you just said it. Stop looking at the people are not coming. They're not coming back. Focus on the ones that are here because this is the remnant that I have called. Now, I want to say this about the remnant. People think that the remnant are better than. The remnant are not better than, they're bolder than. It's a huge difference. People think, well, I'm part of the remnant. And it and you, you ostracize or we marginalize ourselves to be more powerful when it comes to in Christ. First of all, all of us are servants of Christ, no matter if you haven't been to church in six months or if you were just at church last night. The remnant are the people. The remnant of the people is literally called the reserve. If you look at the word remnant, it's reserve. It's the little bit left. And I talked about this this past Sunday. The people that you're pastoring that are in your church are the reserve that God has set aside. If you recall, there was a time in the Bible where the servant of God, the man of God, he said, I alone am left. And Jesus or, or um, God said, no, I have I have I think it was seven thousand that will not bow their knee. So God know this. God always has a remnant. Now, here's the challenge. Who are they? And what are, what are the remnants supposed to do? Well, in 2020, we've seen that God began to clean the house out. Um, people became defiant about coming back to the house of the Lord. Interestingly enough, when God separates things, he uses wind. The Holy Spirit is the measurable. Again, I'm going to tell you that. I don't care if you have five out of 500 or 500 out of 5,000. The measurable is not the attendance. It's the moving of the Holy Spirit. God is wanting his ministers, myself, Pastor Larry, you that are watching, if you're a pastor or a minister, he's wanting us to stop planning our messages so hard and just preparing for the moving of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying don't plan your message. I'm not saying don't read, don't study. But when's the last time we've walked away from our notes and said, God, fill me with boldness and power and authority. Let me speak the word of God with clarity and precision for this moment. And you're going to start seeing a remnant in the United States of America. Here's the bad news about the remnant. Here's the very bad news about the remnant. It is smaller than you think in America. Most people think, well, man, God's got to have some people out there and there's got to be millions of us just like us. There's there's 380 some million people in America. Um, but the remnant, the bad news is, is the remnant is much smaller than most people think in America. Pastor Larry, you just said it a minute ago. You said it's hard to find people that will go after God with all their heart. And the reason is, is that there is a massive deception, a massive falling away of people because of the fear and the intimidation that they have felt over the last two years. Some of them left immediately. Some of them, it took them a while to shake them off the tree. But I, I hate to say this, but God's not done thinning out uh, the crowd. And that is because he needs people to be tested. And here's why. To show those who can remain. God uses wind in order to do that. He uses testing. He uses fire. He uses the things that the Holy Spirit uh, the attributes of the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. Um, you recall in the upper room, it was 500, but he didn't fall until 120 were left. 380 people left. And I don't know if I shared this with you, Pastor Larry, last year, um, but I want you to see this. God began to speak to me 
about the number 76. He said, when you see the number 76, you're going to see at that moment a turn in America and the remnant is going to start rising. So I went on the West Coast last year and I began to preach. No, I'm sorry. It was this year in April. And I began to preach that the Lord said that when we see 76% of the church decline, we're going to see, when you see that number, you're going to see the remnant of God rise up in power. When I left from preaching in San Diego, Los Angeles, and other parts of California, when we came home, San Diego released on the news, on the news. This isn't sec this is secular news, not, not Bible, nothing like that. Right there on 11, uh, 11 o'clock at night, they released that a new poll came out, and I have it on my Instagram uh, from back in the April and May. A new poll came out that 76%. When I see that number, I was, God, what is it about to say? Didn't say 75, didn't say 77, 76. This is a new poll came out. 76% of people have embraced LGBT as something that is fine in their religious traditions. Well, you know that we cannot embrace something that God has detested and has spoken on Old Testament and New Testament a number of times that would that that says pretty much that I'm against that. Um, God's not against the person. He's against the demonic spirit just as much as he is on anything else that's perverted. And when you see that, you realize that that's not people. They may be going to church, but they're not in God. Because you cannot embrace, you cannot hold hands with sin and expect God to bless it. And so when I seen that, I, my spirit jumped because I knew that this must be the moment where things begin to turn. And you started feeling that. About April and May, you start seeing God's people begin to rise up in faith and power. It's the same number, ironically, in Acts 2. From 500 people came to the upper room, 120 stayed. If you do the math on that, 76%, not 75, 76% of the people left. So be encouraged if they've left. I know that's hard, but be encouraged that they left. The bad news is the remnant is smaller than you think. Here's the good news. The good news is, is the remnant is stronger than you think. I want to say it again. Those people in your church that are coming time and time again, it's not once every six weeks. They're there. They won't miss it. They're praying. They're worshiping. They're calling out to God. God has anointed them for this moment of this time. They are a reserve. God always, always has a reserve. He is never without the remnant. The remnant show up when the need needs to be met. The remnant shows up when the need needs to be met. God brings out a remnant. They sound different than church. They don't preach inspirational. They don't preach making you feel good. They preach things that are the heart of God because God's trying to get his people to turn back to him. So he'll pick an Elijah. He'll pick a John the Baptist. He'll pick a Jeremiah. He'll pick an Amos, a Noah. He'll pick a Moses to go right in to the heart of the world and say, you guys have to come out. First John 5, 4 says the people of God. They cannot love the world and the things of God. What we have seen over the last 15 years, very specifically, we have seen the church begin to look like the world, act like the world, think like the world, want to be blessed like the world, when God's blessings and his favor is so much greater than what the world can give us. 
So for 15 years, we've been talking about how to get you blessed when really every blessing comes from seeking first the kingdom of God. So we turned away from uh, Holy Spirit moves. We did more of planning services, get you in and out an hour and 15 minutes so that we can we can reach more people. But again, in this new season, the measurable is not the attendance. The measurable is the people of God. Are they moving in the spirit? So in this new season, we're going to see churches that are full of revival begin to shine. And those that don't even know how to flow with the Holy Spirit, they're going to burn out and they're going to re- they're going to resign. That's going to leave a huge gap. Now, polarization is when two things become extreme opposite, North Pole, South Pole. You can you begin to see the difference. For the last 15 years, we've not been able to decipher good and evil very well. The Bible says those who are mature can discern both good and evil. Um, in the last 15 years, we've seen people say, hey, God's okay with this. God's okay with that. He's fine if I do this. He's fine if I do that. As if God approves certain things that we're continuing to do. Committing, one thing. Continuing, a whole different thing. And so through this COVID, it wasn't just a plague, but a purge. It was a purge of the people of God that really aren't there for the right reason. Uh, They may be there for uh, just seeking what's in it for me. When the truth is, is if you love God, you're seeking God with all your heart. What can I do to serve you? How can I serve the kingdom? And that polarization began to get really clear that this is evil and this is good. The people that could not go with the good are no longer in your church. They want to continue their lifestyle. And we pray for them. We believe God will bring them back. But again, we cannot focus on them because the heart of God is salvation. Just like the the wheat and the tare were separated at the end during harvest, He's literally talking about during the time of the end, there's going to be a separation. What separated the wheat from the tares? They looked just alike until the wind came. And when the wind came, the tares would not, they don't have any wheat. They have no fruit. So the wind could not blow them to move anywhere else but stand straight up. However, when it was on the wheat, because there's fruit on the wheat, it would begin to bow. And that's how the workers would see, hey, this is a tear. It needs to be pulled up. But when the wind shows up, it would separate who is in it for the right reason and who's in it for the wrong reason, because those would begin to bend down just like we do. When the spirit of God moves, we lay prostrate before the Lord. Our heart is changed. Um, just like today is Yom Kippur um, or this week is Yom Kippur. And it's a time for self-reflection. It's afflicting ourselves and saying, how do I need to change? What do I need to change? because I want to see God move tremendously in my life. That's the heart of the remnant. And uh, God's been really releasing a word over my life, Pastor Ragland, that to gather this remnant, the remnant has to be gathered together. Um, And I will give you some numbers here, and I hope I'm not taking too long here. No, you're good, brother. As long as you're good, I'm good. Let me give you some numbers here. 76% of religion supports LGBT. If that is correct... That means the departing of the faith has happened. A great falling away has happened. A great deception has happened. That means 126,920,000 people are true believers and have not strayed since uh, 2019 from 167. Actually, 126 million have left, 
40 million in America still hold true to biblical moral value. 40 million. 40 million. Do you know how many, how much percentage it takes to change a whole nation? Hmm. How did LGBT, how did it change this nation in 15 years? Because 5% of this nation said, we will see change and we will have a long systematic push that this is what we want. And the remnant is about to do the same. Wow. There's going to be a group Ooh. that's going to push and say, we're done. And God had to clean the people that didn't want that Jesus. to reveal people like that's you and your church and in your network and in mm -hmm. our church and our network. And it's saying, we want one thing. We want morals back. We want yes. God back. And I believe yes. in the next few seasons and this next few years, we're going to start seeing God's commandments put mm -hmm. back in the schools. We're yep. going to see start see things change. Why? Because whatever the devil is attacking, God is about to bless. He's attacking our children. Yep. He's teaching pedophilia. He's yep. teaching same-sex marriage. And you know what's going to happen in the next few years? People like us and our church is going to raise up and say, hold on a minute. We're done. Yep. And we're starting yep. to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, first, first of all, let me just say that is so much stuff to unpack, man. I cannot wait to go back and watch this broadcast. If you, I hope you stayed with us that are watching this to get that, my God, that powerful revelation. When you said that about the 76%, I just, that's just unbelievable. It's but, crazy. But you know, the, the thing I've always said about the devil is he's so stupid. He, he, he's never satisfied. He is relentless. And he always, 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 Pastor, goes too far. And it's like he—it's like if he had any kind of true intelligence about him, I know he's cunning, but true intelligence to understand the principles of the human mind and even how God's creation works, he would have stopped at a certain level because he would have got us. But he keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going until finally – he pushes people who were really comfortable just sort of staying in the in the shadows. They get up one day and say, you know what? That's too much. That's enough. I'm tired of this. And then they create in their mindset, finally, an ability to see the big picture um, of what's actually going on. And Absolutely. you see people coming out of the woodworks because the devil is so stupid. He will not relent. And I think you're exactly right, Pastor. He has pushed the remnant to the place where the remnant cannot stay silent anymore. They just cannot stay silent. And, and man, what a, a, a statement of gravity that the remnant is much smaller than we think. And, and I believe that, but I loved it when you said, but here's the good news, they're more powerful than you think. And I truly, truly believe that, Pastor. And I, and I thank God for worship with wonders. I thank God for you and your wife and your beautiful you. family and all that God is doing. Uh, I've told you this before, I've missed you this before, we're pastors or we're watching you. We're following you. You're encouraging us. Those that are out here, sometimes we feel like we're out in the wilderness. Uh, there's nobody else. You know, you think you like, like you said earlier about, you know, Elijah, I'm the only one left. You know, you just sort of feel that, but then you realize you're not, there is not just a remnant of believers. There's a remnant of pastors and that remnant pastor is even much smaller than, than the remnant of believers. Uh, pastors are very disappointing right now on many levels, but we thank God for you. We're excited to have you come in. And as I said earlier, we want everybody to make a point to drive, fly, whatever you got to do to get to Birmingham, Alabama, October 13th, 14th, and 15th for Elevate Conference. And especially that Thursday night, 
when Pastor Miles Rutherford will be with us. Uh, he told me earlier he's got some folks coming in from, from his area bringing a bus in, man, driving a bus in because they're so hungry for revival. Man, we're excited. So, Pastor, thank you. I want to tell you, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And and while you were teaching and I was looking at my, my timer, I was like, okay, I got to come back in in 10 minutes. I don't want to stop him. I, I'm thinking uh, we're going we're gonna to do a part two of this in the future uh, and spend Love a little it. bit more time of just really letting you delve into some things and speaking to the principles of, of which we are at right now. So thank you for that word. Thank you for taking out of your busy schedule to be with us on our broadcast. Uh, I want to remind everybody one more time to make sure you subscribe to the channel, share this channel. Uh, but Pastor Miles, thank you so much. Worship with Wonders Church hey, uh, coming on October you. 14th. Thank you. Send, send our love to your family. We appreciate it. And we will see you soon in Birmingham, Alabama. Cannot thank you again. wait. Cannot wait. Very excited. You be blessed. Thank you again, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, before I go one more time, I want to remind you that you can follow us in all the different places here, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and especially, especially, especially subscribe, like, and share on YouTube and our podcast. I want to once again thank my guest, Pastor Miles Rutherford, for being with us on The Big Picture. Uh, we will be having him back again. Uh, share this broadcast, and we look forward to talking to you one more time, and we'll see you at Elevate Conference in October of 2021. God bless. Have a great day.